Pickup Change Journals, people. Tracy Winchell here. I'm excited about episode 10 of the Change Journals because it's the 26th week of the year. And uh, actually, we're wrapping it up as, as I publish this. And I, I want to do a little bit of teaching today. And that's kind of one of the cool concepts about uh, the Change Journals inside the Reboots podcast is we get to share other people's journaling journeys. And thank you for all the positive feedback we're getting on that. But we also get a chance to kind of do a deep dive into the things that I have learned about not just journaling, but tracking time, tracking goals, kind of some productivity journaling kind of stuff. And we're going to do a little bit about that today. So if you're rocking your late 2018 vision of 2019 and changing the things in your life and your business that you control, we'll just turn this off and move on to another episode because you don't need my help. But if you're slightly panicked that your biggest goals for creating change this year are still nowhere close to reality as we're halfway through 2019, then this is for you. If you're paralyzed by indecision, keep listening and reading if you're receiving this through uh, our uh, twice-monthly teaching newsletter. And if you're not subscribed to the Reboots Podcast newsletter, uh, why not? You can sign up at rebootspodcast.com forward slash change. So today, I'm going to share how working in 12-week increments helps me focus on no more than three big objectives. Ideally, uh, just setting one priority for the next 12 weeks, uh, that works best, and especially if, if you're new to this type of productivity journaling and planning. Did you know that until relatively recently, in fact, the, the, the word priority, it couldn't be made plural. I think uh, if I remember correctly, the word priority first appeared in about uh, the 1400s, and priority just meant singular. James Clear has a, a really interesting take on the myth of multitasking and a little bit more about the word priority. For the past few years, I've built my growth plans, whether spiritual, personal, business, anything that I needed to accomplish uh, over a longer term, I've built it around uh, 12-week sprints. The beauty of 12-week sprints is that I can start anywhere in the calendar year. Like my first 12-week sprint of this year, I was really struggling uh, energy levels were low. Uh, it was a long winter. We'd had flu in the house. Uh, the weather wasn't letting me get out. There was just a sense of overwhelm. I wasn't getting to bed on time. I wasn't getting enough sleep. I certainly wasn't eating well. I had a 12-week plan in place, but it was stalled. And after a talk with my family physician, this was uh, early March, I pulled out a 12-week planner, and it just happened to be the best self-journal. And I threw out my first 12-week plan, and I started over. Um, by the way, uh, the best self-journal is, a, is an excellent guided journal, but 
I've since switched to the Monk Manual. You can follow my Monk Manual journey on Instagram, and uh, we've shared Steve Lawson's journal. Um, he is the creator of the Monk Manual, and coming up real soon, we're going to share Steve Lawson's story. So it's not enough to just pull out a planner. Um, you actually have to, especially if it's one of these fancy store-bought ones that, that, that is a guided journal, you, you got to mess it up. I hate to tell you, but there are so many people who will get one of these guided journals and they, they just think, oh, it's too pretty. I'm afraid I'll mess it up. Well, if that's you and you have a guided journal that you've never used, go grab it. I don't care what it is. Um, and, and grab a, a pen and take the first page and just scribble the heck out of it. And now that it's not perfect anymore. <laughs> so the, the, the next most important thing, and, and it, you don't need a guided journal to do this, to figure out what your why is. So for me, as I was building this new plan in place um, back in March, uh, I, I wrote down my why on an index card and I taped it against my wall where I look at it every day. And it says, I will build stamina so I can, number one, help my mama, number two, work to live, and number three, earn a living big enough to give big. That's kind of a bold thing for me. I'm just now considering that. and Maybe that's another episode. So the next thing that I did when I threw out the last month of um, the last four weeks, basically, of my first 12-week plan, uh, I, I, I prioritized making some daily changes that were designed to improve my well-being, increase my energy, and help me focus on processes. So I needed eight hours sleep. I needed to uh, work my way up to three miles a week walking, uh, and and I needed to drop a few pounds and actually consume calories that gave me energy. So here was my process. I stowed my devices by 8.30 every night, lights out at 9.30 every night, and my goal was to be awake 15 minutes after sunrise, five days a week, until my feet were regularly hitting the floor between 6 a.m. and 6.30 every weekday. Uh, the next thing I wanted to eat, at least two helpings of fruits and vegetables daily. I, I, I focused not on taking things away from my diet, but if I could eat two helpings of fruits and or vegetables a day or drink some cold pressed juices, then I could have whatever I wanted. And what happens is I don't want junk anymore after my body get used, gets used to that nutrition. So the last thing, walking, stretching, and doing light body weight exercises five days a week. Now, the reason for a guided planner and journal is uh, so that I can quickly track these daily habits, then score them at the end of the week. And here's a pro tip. When you start to rebuild some priorities like this, or a priority like this, it helps me when I share my weekly report with at least one other person. All right, next thing, let's set our expectations. Embrace the imperfection. Here's the truth. During that transition toward better habits, I wasn't anywhere near perfect. Not even one week out of the 12 weeks that I measured my processes did I get 100%. My scores at the end of each week, taking into account all of these things, 
ranged anywhere between 35% and 60% success rates. Now, some weeks were because my evening schedules were really heavy on appointments in town. Sometimes weather interfered, and sometimes I just hadn't slept well, or I was struggling with asthma. Sometimes it was just busyness, but I understood the why I didn't achieve 100%, and I just worked the following week to just do better. Now, looking back uh, at the data from that, oh, it's been about 15 or 16 weeks that I started this now, I can see how much I've completed, not just on this, this particular area of my life, but on my business roadmap. And um, just overall well-being and meeting my goals for stamina. It's been so cool. So, so, so what? So what? Why, why am I telling you this? Why are you listening? So maybe you're looking back at the past several weeks and you're wondering where 2019 is gone. Um, maybe it's depressing to remember what you thought you'd have, you would have accomplished by now. Navigating change let me tell you, listen to this. Navigating change is difficult enough without carrying the burden of self-flagellation. And maybe this uh, uh, quote applies to you. Earl Nightingale says, never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplishment. The time is going to pass anyway. Affecting, affecting change in our lives requires daily tiny steps that compound over time. When we break down big hairy objectives into the next step that's so easy it feels ridiculous not to do the thing, when we tell at least one person to ask us every week or so how we're doing with our 12-week experiment designed to walk us closer to our objective, when we measure our daily and weekly progress, and when we start a new streak the day after we fail at building that new habit. That, my friends, is when we begin to do so much more than navigate changes that life hands us. We're actually making changes and learning what happens when we control the things that we can, and then we stop worrying about the stuff we can't control. All right, your next action. We're wrapping up the 26th week of 2019. The year is half over, and there are 26 glorious weeks in which we have the opportunity to make changes in our lives, our self-images, our businesses, our relationships with our Creator, with the people who mean the most to us, or just some physical changes. So what's the next ridiculously easy step in front of you? It is to grab the resources that I've created just for this Change Journals episode. It's at rebootspodcast.com, 12 weeks to change. There's also a link in the show notes to that item. So here's the thing. Change is possible. I see it every day in my life and in the lives of hundreds of people each week who are committed to change. And here's how it works. I've asked dozens of people over the past two years of the Reboots podcast. We're about to drop our 50th episode this summer. Um, and when I asked people early on if their reboot began with a decision 
or a series of choices, they said both. So make a decision that you're going to make some changes and then make it easy for you to make a series of really good choices. Okay? I can't wait to hear how you're about to make a change in the next 12 weeks and beyond. Would you let me know what you're doing? I'll leave you with this quote. I cannot say whether things will get better if we change. What I can say is they must change if they are to get better. George C. Lichtenberg. All right. Here's where you find the resource again. Rebootspodcast.com. 12 weeks to change. I'm Tracy Winchell. That's it for episode number 10 of the Change Journals. We'll see you next time.